0: March 1939. The Little Princess starring Shirley Temple premieres at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Musician Neil Sedaka is born in Brooklyn, New York. And Superman drives a car into a head-on collision with a prison warden, whom after they get out of the car, he punches in the face, just so he can be sent to that very same prison in the next issue of Action comics Hello, super friends, and welcome to another thrilling adventure of Reaction Comics, where today I'm here to discuss Action Comics number 10 from March 1939. What I like to do is um, at the beginning of every issue is talk about the cover, uh, because as you probably know, Action Comics is a magazine that has multiple Comic book stories in it One of them happens to be Superman But not every issue is just Superman And because of that Not every cover uh, features Superman on the cover But in Action Comics 10 Superman is on the cover Though this um, has nothing to do With the story inside at all It might be related to a previous story Uh, Remember when Superman beat up the town and some airplanes came in to um, try to, you know, um, bomb him, but ended up helping destroy the town? Well, this cover has Superman. Now, he's not flying because, again, Superman doesn't fly, but he's leaping. He's leaping straight into an oncoming aeroplane um, that he is. There's definitely a man inside, a pilot, and he seems to have just smashed into the front of this plane um, destroying it, and I'm sure dooming the pilot to us to an instant, death, unless of course there's a parachute uh, inside the um, the cockpit with this with this pilot. It doesn't like show that you know it's a it's a, it's a bad guy or, or you know from a from an evil, evil foreign planet. Um, it just shows that plane and there's another plane coming up behind it. I'm sure that second plane quickly turned around when it saw a man jump into this airplane and disable it. But again, that has nothing to do with this story, though it does say on the cover, Superman appearing in this issue and in every issue. They want to remind you, look, folks, this is the place where you can find Superman. And of course, we go straight to the Superman story, Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. This uh, first... Like it, it it always starts with this nice big frame at the top um if you're reading along it's frame number one panel number one i should say and uh it's just so superman kind of in that old-fashioned jumping leaping pose where he has his hands kind of you're like looking at him straight on or and he's he's kind of at an angle i don't even know how to how to like describe it he has one hand straight out another hand like um behind him you know uh bent and his legs are kind of uh, I don't know, their legs uh, And the, it says in this uh, first frame Nothing to do with the story of this first panel It says, leaping over skyscrapers Running faster than an express train Springing great heights and distances Lifting and smashing tremendous weights Possessing, possessing an impenetrable skin These are the amazing physical attributes Which Superman, savior of the helpless and oppressed Avails himself, avail. That's a word uh, Of Avails himself of As he battles the forces of Evil and injustice And he does In this issue I say he does battle The forces of evil And injustice So right away we're, we're, There's no like B story There's very little interaction with Lois I mean she's there to you know insult him uh, But Clark kind of deserves it So I'm not going to um, I'm not going to judge Lois For what she says But this This picks up Right with this fella Who seems to be In a phone booth And he's he's on the phone Saying Editor of the Daily Star Send a reporter To 18 Hogan Street And he'll receive The story That'll make the headlines And the Editor's like "Eh, It's probably just a crank But you know You can look into it Clark And Clark's like Most likely There will be no such address But he heads off and he finds the address. He shows up in a beautiful blue jacket with a big white like hat that I would assume he'd wear to go fishing. But he says, uh, someone called the Daily Star, and they said, it was me. Quickly, step inside. So this guy pulls Clark in quickly inside, and he's like, I have a story to tell you that the world must know. A story of terror, cruelty, and shocking brutality. But first, I must have your word that you will not reveal my identity. You have my pledge as a reporter. Remember that, folks. He has Clark's pledge as a reporter. So what does this guy do? He immediately starts taking his shirt off. And it's weird because he's telling Clark. He's like, <laughs> he's undoing his shirt. He looks like he's pulling it apart like he's Superman. Uh, but he says, I remove, I remove my shirt. What do you see? And Clark's like, welts. Good Lord, where did you get them? Under the whiplash of the Corrytown chain gang. But this is only one of the horrors we prisoners suffer. Starvation. The sweat box. Living like cattle. I couldn't stand them any longer. I escaped. Do you know me now? I am the widely sought fugitive Walter Crane. So apparently Walter Crane uh, escaped a prison and his name is out there because he is widely sought and he assumes Clark will know him. He says, I want to tell you, I want to tell your readers all about the rotten conditions at Corytown Chain Gang so that public opinion will force a reform. Will you help me? Clark's like, gladly. Now let me have the details. 1939, they're talking about prison reform. That seems pretty forward-thinking um, to me. Uh, you know, I guess that's kind of been something uh, the world's been dealing with for a long time. So the next panel shows the... the um, front cover of the Daily Star, shocking cruelties inflicted upon Corrytown prisoners. Beginning today, a gripping expose series by the Daily Star ace reporter Clark Kent. I do like that the Daily Star itself is letting you know that Clark Kent is their ace reporter. I'm sure all the other reporters love to hear that. We actually cut over to this Corrytown chain gang, this prison, and um, <clears throat> there's two guys. Well, there's three guys, I should say. There's the main guy, Who's the warden? Now he is dressed in white, uh, and he's carrying something in his hand. And there's this kind of like, I want to call him like his assistant, the second in command. Um, he's in a blue shirt with a with a like a ranger, Smith hat, um, maybe a hat that Pharrell would wear, if that kind of hat. And um, he's holding up a third prisoner who's just kind of like, slumped over. And we see a pickaxe. So it's one of these these prisons where they're the pickaxing pick pickaxing rocks classic prisoner work um so the second in command's like this lazy dog claims he's too sick to work and the main guy's like sick huh i'll show him how we treat loafers around here take him to the post and of course what's he holding in his hand but a whip now i'm sorry if you're a prison warden and you have a whip to me you already um are are you know telling me this is this dude is bad news i mean no one carries a whip that um is up to any good unless your name is henry jones jr so (laughs) he says take him to the post and the prisoner says not the post (laughs) but it's in the next panel where he's already tied to the post (laughs) and he goes so he's tied to the post his hands his shirtless his hands are above his head and he's like not the post Mercy! Ow! Like this is while he's tied to the post, and the um, the warden's like scum. I'll flay the skin off your back in a murderous frenzy of sadistic hate. Superintendent. Oh, okay. He's not a warden. He's superintendent. Superintendent Wyman strikes again, 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 and we have a close up of this guy. Who's got crazy look in his eyes And he's like, howl blast you Howl louder, louder He has the whip in his hand And he is, I mean, for lack of a better better way of putting this He's getting off whipping this dude um, And then the second command comes up And he's like, the governor is outside the gate They're letting him in And the, the superintendent's like So his Nibs is pussyfooting around again, huh? I don't know what Nibs is I believe it's N-I-B-S I don't know what that means I do know, or I feel that Pussyfootin' has a different feel. Like, it, it, it sounds different when you say it today. Back then, I think it's like, you know, like a cat, kind of not, you know, just kind of meandering around. Um, but it just feels like uh, Pussyfootin' today uh, would be taken a little differently. Um, he's like, take this no-good loafer and keep him hidden where the governor, while the governor's here. And then Wyman's like, hey, Governor Bixby, glad you came by. It's always good to see my good friend, the governor. And the governor's like, look, uh, it's not really a great time to visit. Have you seen what they put in the paper, they, they said there's some terrible conditions here in the paper. Apparently, Wyman didn't read the paper because he looks like he's reacting to this the first time. He's like, this is a lie as a blasted, dirty lie. And the governor in his beautifully checkered green jacket is like, if I believe for one second that it was true by heaven's eyed, we don't know what he'd do because the next panel, um, Wyman's like, look, there's no better way to satisfy you than to have you speak directly to the men themselves, have them, you know, tell you what they think of their treatment. And apparently that's good enough for the governor. He's like, maybe strict superintendent, but I can't believe you'd be downright guilty of cruelty. So he takes um, he takes the governor over to these three prisoners. There's two guys kind of in these gray striped jumpsuits, and a third fella just completely shirtless. You see a ball and a chain. This is this is old fashioned prisoner stuff. The ball and chain, the pickaxe, cracking the rocks. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen of the world, why are they cracking rocks? Why do prisoners always crack rocks in old prison like movies or? Stories. Where are these rocks going? What are these? Ro- are they like trying to, you know, break down an area so they could build a road? Are they giving the rocks to people so they can put little rocks in their gardens? I just don't know. I always wonder what the hell they're cracking rocks for. Um, but he's like, "Hey, the governor's here, guys. Um, he wants to know how you've been treated now." Don't be afraid to speak up. If any of you have a beef, please, please let us know. And we cut to the back of the the two of the prisoners in their shirts. Now, in this photo, you see their shirts a little more close up, and they're they have amazing V-necks. One guy's pecs are just popping through. Their shirts are ripped. Um, their arms are bulging out. It, they look they look massive. These two guys must be cracking a lot of rocks. And one of them was like, "I'm going to speak up," and the other dude. It's like, shut up, you fool, <laughs> you fool. If you dare to open your mouth, Wyman will kill you, not quickly, but through a slow, lingering torture. It's like he's, I love when the, they're explaining to the audience by way of conversation to each other. Um, the men stand silent. They don't say a thing. <laughs> While the guards grip their rifles in readiness, should any man dare to talk. So think about that. What they're saying here is the governor's right there. And Wyman's basically calling out these prisoners, being like, anyone want to say anything? And the guards are there holding their guns, thinking, "Okay, if one of these guys opens up their mouth, I'm going to shoot him in the face right in front of the governor. I don't know. That seems to that seems a a little um, a little much. So uh, Wyman's like, you see, governor, they have nothing to say. They're they're contented. Now, do you believe me? And the governor's like, most assuredly, we must stop this slenderest series. After the governor's gone, <laughs> the, the second man, guy in command comes up, and he's like, the prisoner you whipped, sir, he's died of his injuries. And Wyman says, who cares? That story of the newspaper. There's only one man who could have supplied the details. So he doesn't care that this guy died he cares more about this newspaper story and um, his you know the truth of what he's doing getting out so the second in the command's like walter crane wyman's like right pack my things and i'm taking a little trip north what things you can't you pack yourself wyman so two days later at the newspaper wyman shows up and he is in this like beautiful brown coat with a like a belt tied in the, like a, right in the middle really, really hugging his waist, and a green hat, a lot of green. Um, I don't know if these were the original colors, but whoever recolored this or, you know, cleaned it up for digital, they love a lot of green. So this guy's like, this story you've been running about me is libelous. I demand a retraction and apology. And the editor's like, sorry, we got this information from a source. Uh, If you want to sue, go right ahead. It'll make for a great story in our paper. And he's like, I want to talk to the wise guy, Clark Kent, who writes these lies. He's like, okay, that can be arranged. Hey, Clark, why don't you come into my office? Clark, uh, I want you to meet, uh, this is Superintendent Wyman, who claims to to be much maligned man. It, it appears he resents your article pertaining to his chain gang. And Clark's like, Superintendent Wyman? And Wyman's like, that's right, you lying skunk lying that's not true I and Wyman's like if you didn't make up those stories out of your own head where did you get them I have a right to know Uh, you you see well I I got them from dash it I can't tell you and the editor's like it happens to be a reporter's code never to reveal his source or information if pledged not to do so and Wyman's like well I happen to know who the stoolie is Walter Crane Answer me. It's him, isn't it? Isn't it? Clark's like, uh, hi. Uh, uh. And Wyman, I don't know where he gets this authority, but he says, Mr. Kent, I don't like to be crude, but do you, har- do you happen to realize that harboring a fugitive criminal makes you an accessory to the fact? Do you realize that if you don't reveal Crane's hiding place, you will be equally guilty and face a jail sentence? Is that true? First of all, let me just say, is Clark harboring a criminal he just spoke to this guy once uh but whatever and and can uh this this dude uh charge him he he's a superintendent of a, of, a, of a prison he's not uh you know a da or or, or a police officer even but that does enough for Clark <laughs> so it says keeping to his adopted attitude of cowardliness Kent frantically blurts out he's staying at the Hogan Street at 18 Hogan Street Don't prosecute me. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Wyman's like, that's more like it. And the editor's like, Kent? That right there is something Clark Kent, the Clark Kent I know, would never do. So for some reason, then he goes with Wyman to to 18 Hogan Street to see this guy. And he's like, if you've given me a straight tip, I'll drop all charges against you. Again, how can you file charges? But by Jupiter, if you—if this is a bum steer, and Clark's like, I assure you, I'm not lying. <laughs> in The next panel, they're knocking on the door of this guy. The next panel, panel 31, if you're reading along with us, it shows Crane, and he says, Wyman. And Wyman says, yeah, me. And this is all in one panel. Crane says, Wyman. Wyman says, "Yeah, me," and we see Wyman, his hat flying off. He delivers an uppercut to Crane, who who just falls back. He punches him straight in the face. And again, Wyman's wearing blue pants and red shoes. That seems a little too supermany for me, but um, punches this guy right in the face. He falls back into his doorway. Now we see Wyman in the door. He's like, "You thought you'd escape me, huh? Thought you'd smear me all over the papers, you scum. When I get you back to Corytown and..." And um, Crane's like, no, no, not the chain gang. And he's like, you don't like the idea of going back, huh? Well, don't worry. I'll lose no time in making you feel right at home in a little sweat box that's been waiting for you. And he looks over at Clark and he's like, you, this, this is your fault. I trusted you. And Clark says, I'm sorry. That's all. I'm sorry. He, how could he be the ace reporter if the first thing he does is give up his source? And then when the guy gets caught and the source calls him on it, he says, I'm sorry. <laughs> the next frame, Wyman punches Crane right in the face again. He says, you're sorry. What about me? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is even better. Crane says, you're sorry. What about me? Doomed to living death because you were. And then Wyman... Punches him directly in the vase And says, shut your trap Now, I guess he takes Wyman back to the prison And Clark goes back to the Daily Star Where everybody else there Turns their back on him One guy's like the rat Betraying a helpless man's confidence Then another dude who looks like He has like a little Cary Grant um, mustache Says, I wouldn't even dirty my hands by sucking him And then a third guy fella, young short kid, I think it's Jimmy Olsen, he looks kind of like a ventriloquist dummy, and he says if he isn't fired, I quit then we cut to Clark going into a room with Lois, this is really Lois's only moment, I think, in the entire um, story I think, it's panel 36, and Clark's like, Lois at least you'd understand, wouldn't you? that superintendent, he was brutal, I was so afraid now you know how Lois treats Clark, right? Understanding, comforting. Right? That's that's not this Lois. What she says to him is great. She says, How dare you even speak to me after what you've done? You, you lonesome wretch. Get away. Get away from me. Everybody hates Clark. Then he goes into the editor's office and he's like, Clark, Kent, you're back here? I, I ought to... He's like, wait, chief. Let me explain myself. So apparently Clark... Has a plan. He's like, what could you possibly say that can justify your betrayal of Crane's trust in the integrity as a reporter? He's like, can't you see? I hated to do it. I didn't want to betray him, but I was forced to. Forced to save your own miserable hide of all the low. He's like, you still don't understand. I did it to seal Wyman's doom. He'll go back into Corytown now, convinced more than ever that he can get away with any form of brutality. He'll go to even further depths of cruelty. And the editor's like, that's exactly what I'm afraid he'll do. And well, it's all because of you, chief. You know it's impossible to convict a wily rat like Superintendent Wyman unless you're convinced you unless you've evidence galore. Well, I propose to go to Corey Town, get actual photographs of his cruelties, sworn testimony from the abused prisoners, and destroy his reign of terror for once and all. And the editor's like, wait, you, you, you're serious about this? He's says, like, I am. Yes, please, believe me. I'm doing this the hard way, risking everyone's scorn, but only because I want to make Wyman so overconfident he'll hasten his own finish. Clark. Well, let's. I'll get there first. But wait, the editor's like, maybe I'm gonna going soft, but I believe you. Grab a camera, hurry down to Corytown and get the story. Gee, thanks, boss. And they shake hands. Now, okay. Clark did this so that the superintendent thinks he can get away with things. And okay, to a degree, like he's forcing the superintendent to, like, be even more cruel. So. At the expense of the criminals, you know, because there's going to be more torture coming. Clark's like, look, I have to do this. It's for the it's it's for the better, the greater good. Who cares if the prisoners get a little more tortured for a little while? It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Uh, later that evening, within the privacy of his apartment, Clark Kent dons his Superman regalia. Superman goes into action tonight. Now, a lot of this doesn't make any sense. This is where it kind of. Goes a little off the rails for me So he says Superman goes into action tonight I don't know if he's talking to the mirror. I don't know if there's someone else in the room And an instant later He's tearing along a country road at terrific speed Toward Corytown Where sees Superman running with a camera in his hand The next morning Having purchased an old suit And an even more antiquated fliver A fliver? Or I don't know what this is But I assume it's a car Superman carries out his first step of his plan So he Puts on the Superman outfit, runs to Coreytown, then buys a suit. I don't know why, and um, and a car, okay, because of his amazing reporter salary, and carries out his first plan. His first plan is to, I guess, drive up and down the street until he can see uh, the superintendent coming. So he's driving, and it, oh, here comes Wyman now, wham. The disguised Superman deliberately rams his car into the superintendent's brand new auto. So the superintendent's doing pretty well. He has a nice, fancy red car. And Superman just head-on collides directly with um, the superintendent's car. He jumps out and grabs the superintendent and says, you cockeyed dope, why don't you watch where? And the guy's like, hold on, it's your fault. Now, the superintendent is a terrible person. But he's right. It was your fault. My fault? You are lying. And then he punches uh, the superintendent. Now, of course, if this was modern-day Superman, superintendent's face would have been just removed from uh, the rest of his body. So he punches the guy just as a police officer rides up on uh, a, his tiny little police officer motorcycle. He yells Arrest this man! I charge him with assault and battery as well as bad driving. Yes, Superintendent. So apparently Superintendent has a lot of pull in this um in this town because he can charge people and the police officer um is listening to him and Superman's like let him fight his own battles. But later in the Corrytown courtroom where justice is a mockery, so they're saying Corrytown as a whole is a corrupt town. Um, the the judge is says Tom Daly. Apparently, that's Superman's uh, fake name that he's using. Tom Daly. I'd like to use that for something in the future. Tom Daly. I sentence you to six months on the chain gang, and you know, Superman can get a little cocky when he's feeling good. You know, he's like only six months. Well, that'll be a snap, Judge, old boy. Now, it seems like already. He punches a guy He's already sentenced to it I love how justice works In these old comic books And um The, the Wyman's right next to him He's like Full of impu- Impudence 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 I'm sure I'm sure it's a word I'm sure I'm saying it right Full of impudence And wisecracks eh? I'll sh- soon have them Lashed out of you And Superman's like Such talk Tisk tisk. So I mean he's Egging on this guy to to torture him, but doesn't he realize he's also kind of like getting him so angry? He's going to also torture the other, um, the other prisoners. The Clark, Superman, you are you are risking a lot of people's lives here. So they get to the chain gang and. Um, uh, the the superintendent is like, I've got a special treat in store for you only. Guards, take him to the stocks. He goes right to the stocks, and uh, Wyman comes up and actually is this Wyman or is this the other guy? I think this is the other guy. He's like, How do you like it? In a little while your back will and arms will ache unbearably. And uh Superman, of course, what does he do? He gets a little I said he's getting cocky, so he's like it could never be as unbearable as having to look at the that ugly puss on of yours. So he's goading him, goading him to come up in and, uh and, and to um to torture him. It says an hour later, I, I can't understand he should be writhing and pleading for mercy. And the other guy's like, the man has the resistance of an ox. And Superman's standing there with his hands on the stalks and he's like Hope you boys aren't tired of standing like he could just take it and take it. It's mighty swell of, of you to let me sit here nice and cozy where all the other others are working hard. Is it possible, Superintendent, that you're taking a secret liking to me? Like, I don't know if that's him trying to be homophobic. I don't know what's going on there. And now Wyman's like, let him loose and put him into work. And and when I say work, that's exactly what I mean. So he brings uh, Superman over to start smashing the stones. And I feel like he's in a different outfit every time we see him. He's like having multiple wardrobe changes. Now he's in a white shirt. Then the next shot, he's in a yellow coat with a nice fedora. And uh, he's like, there, now you're chained where you belong with the rest of the riffraff. And there's another guy behind him smashing rocks with um, a ball and a chain. He's like, take this sledge and have those rocks smashed in half an hour. Got me? And then (laughs) the next shot is Clark smashing the rocks and singing, whistle while you work. (whistles) Like, it is, he just, he's so brash. I love it. Five minutes later, he's resting on his, um, on the hammer just kind of leaning And he's like loafing huh didn't I tell you to smash those rocks Oh they're smash. Thoroughly efficiently And efficiently and definitely Strong guy huh Won't take long for that for us to break you of that you see that pile well that's Twice as large get to work Right Five minutes later he does it again Smashes all the other rocks he goes Pardon me but could I have some more Rocks please Holy blazes you're finished Say, if you keep going at this pace, we soon won't have any rocks left to bust. So, like, Superman's going so fast that the other prisoners won't have work to do. Later on at supper, they're like, are we actually supposed to eat this slop? This is what Superman's saying to another one of the guards, and the, another one of the prisoners. And he's like, we eat or we starve." After the convicts retire for the evening, Superman, back to not wearing a shirt, he hasn't worn a shirt all day. He's like, they're all asleep. Now, this is where it doesn't make much sense to me. Guards at the gate Here goes And then he quietly Jumps over the, um, the wall Very noi- It says noiselessly uh, Over the heads of the unsuspecting guards It'll be a lot easier When Superman uh, realizes he can fly But right now he just Jumps over And he, uh, he starts running full tilt Towards Corytown, Grabs his Superman outfit And then runs back With a package under his arm once again, within the chain gang quarters, Superman starts taking photos. He's like, "These pictures of the stocks can be accompanied by a caption referring back to the pure to Puritan atrocities." Now, here's what I don't understand. Okay, Superman runs into this police, into this um, superintendent, punches him out, takes the prison sentence, gets put in prison. You know, helps a little with the rocks I guess looks around Maybe that's so he can look around Then he leaves And comes back dressed up as Superman Why didn't he just come dressed up as Superman And kind of look from afar And take a photo in the first place Like the whole thing of, of smashing the car Buying the suit and the car Smashing the car and, and like like what if they said You know what We're going to sentence you to a different prison Like I mean, he was lucky That he went to the correct Cory down prison Okay, so he's in there, snapping photos, snapping away. Uh, it says just as Superman is snapping a sweatbox, uh, he says, "Oh no, someone's coming. Probably a guard, but it's not. It's Crane, the the guy who escaped earlier. He's trying to escape again. He um he climbs this wall, and uh, he's almost out. He's, he's he mounts he mounts the barbed wire fence. A guard sees him and shoots him." He says, get down from there. And the guard seems to be holding a Tommy gun with like one of those round cylinders that holds all the bullets. Shoots the guy. <laughs> the next frame just shows, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. It shows Crane a struck crane hurtles to the bottom of the fence's other side. Like he's he just falls on the other side. Uh, but he scrambles to his feet and dashes for the dubious safety of the swamp. Now I would love uh, if this, and then he, he like, the he bleeds out in the swamp and then turns into swamp thing. But, That doesn't happen. Um, Instead, it's Crane. Get the bloodhounds. We won't, we won't, oh, he won't escape us this time, a second time. So um, Wyman knows that Crane has escaped. He says, let's get the bloodhounds out there. And of course, Crane, you know, I don't know what he's in for, but it might not be um, for being Clever I mean first of all You escape prison The first thing you do Is call a reporter That got you back in prison You escape prison again And the first thing you do This time Is run Into quicksand He runs into quicksand Superman chased him Obviously He followed him out He's like Help me Help me And Superman says Coming Literally He says Coming Uh, And then he says First First crane says Help me Then he says Go back You'll die too Which tends to tell me The crane isn't Completely selfish and um, might have some, you know, actual humanity to him because he doesn't want uh, Superman to die, and Superman just says, "Keep calm," uh, drags him. It's. <laughs> It says, so terrific is the quagmire's grip. That's why they keep calling this, a quagmire. That Superman almost tears Crane apart in drawing him free. The guy passes out. So Superman's pulling this dude out of the quicksand. The quicksand has such a hold on him, and Superman is so strong that he almost rips him apart at the torso, which would have been amazing to see. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't see that. Instead, we see him pull Crane over his shoulders and... And start walking out of the uh, quicksand The quicksand uh, clings tenaciously As the two As though Wait a minute As though loath to lose its victims Okay I read that right But the man of steel succeeds in reaching solid soil But then the bloodhounds start running at him He's holding um, He's holding uh, Crane under his arm Because Superman loves holding like people under his arms The bloodhounds start running right at him At the foremost, the foremost beast leaps and Superman just ducks. The, the, I feel so bad. The bloodhound jumps right over him. It sails over his head and sinks to its doom amidst frantic howls within the bog. That is going to haunt me for the rest of the night. The dog just doing its job. It's an innocent dog. Jumps over Superman. Goes into the quicksand and sinks to its doom. Amidst frantic howls within the bog I am going to cry just picturing that I, You could you could have a, a guy fall off a building Get shot in the head, uh, get run over I don't care uh, But then you do that to a dog And um, you've broken me You've broken me as a man So this dog, uh, uh, now I'm really sad But it says the next moment Superman springs out of reach of the remaining dogs We don't see the dogs again Um, he just starts like springing away, jumping and Superman's like, things have come to a head sooner than I expected. I mean, come on, Clark, you, you sort of had a plan that sort of worked. And a lot of it seems, uh, I guess the word would be cockamamie. Superman returns crane to the chain gang camp. He's like, well, the superintendent be surprised to find his prey where he least expects it. So now crane, even though crane's been shot, uh, and I guess he doesn't need medical attention. He's back at the, um, he's back at the prison. So then he gets his camera out and starts um, f- seeing Wyman flogging. Oh, I'm sorry. Shortly later, from concealment, he photographs Wyman flogging the fugitive. And Superman's like, "Well, I hate to stand by idly, but it's for the best. It's for the best to watch this guy get." Um, get whipped after he got shot after he escaped twice after i got him i brought him back to the prison i i got him turned in the first time and i brought him back to the prison the second time but he's getting whipped at least i get some photos so, so it all kind of works out for me so wyman's like throw him in the sweatbox. his torture has only begun and uh, crane's like mercy no give me food Hungry crane, starving. How'd you like to have some of this food? Most prisoners hate it, but you'd like some of it now, wouldn't ya? Well, you can't. Oh! And just as he's he's being cocky to Crane, a hand descends on Wyman's neck like an iron-like grip. It's Superman, and t- Superman takes him and smashes his face into the into the slop of food. He's like, "Let's see how you like the undigestible slop you've fed your prisoners." At least Superman knows the food is bad. That's one thing he got out of out of pretending to be a prisoner. Not much else. He then removes Crane from the sweatbox and throws the superintendent into the sweatbox. He says, I've got to leave now, but I'll be back. Maybe. Next instant, the Man of Steel is dashing off into the night, a fleeting shadow under the moon's hazy rays. It's kind of a nice shot of him just running along while the moon is hazy in the distance. And he goes and breaks into the governor's mansion. Yep, this is what's happening. Breaks into the governor's mansion, and the guy's sleeping because it's the middle of the friggin' night. Superman's like he's snoozing away for all he's worth. Grabs the governor under his arm. He's like, with governor's like, what, what's what? And Superman just says, "You'll find out." Brings him to the camp. He says, "Now all you've got to do is listen, savvy?" He's got his hand clenched over the governor's mouth. So assault breaking an entry, and kidnapping. That's what Superman's done to the governor so far. Superman goes back to to, uh, Wyman, who's in the the sweat box. He says, I'm going to give you some of your own medicine, Wyman. I'm going to plug the air holes. You'll suffocate and die, just like your own victims did. Wyman's like, no, no, let let me free. I swear I'll never torture the prisoners again. And then he goes, You've heard his confession. Now it's up to you. So he rips the door off the sweatbox and says, So long. And the governor's like, uh, but, but wait. Literally, Superman waits for the guy to confess, rips the door off the sweatbox, says, Okay, you got what you need. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. And he just flies or runs away because he doesn't fly. The next shot at the office of the Daily Star. The editor's shaking Clark Kent's hand again. I'm sorry we've all misjudged you, Kent. Your photographs helped vastly to convict Wyman and clean up the conditions of the chain gang. Thanks, Chief. The end. Then the the last panel just says, Superman, the strip sensation of 1939 in every issue of Action Comics. Tell your friends. So that's the end of the tale, my friends. Um, I mean, in the long run, for the greater good, Superman did help... Clean up this uh, This prison He Kind of went uh, Like a roundabout way of getting there He could have just flown, Run there a Superman Take a bunch of photos And uh, you know Maybe broken in To interview prisoners because He really didn't interview prisoners he, he He saw himself get beaten But he could have just seen that with the photographs And the one guy he talked to uh, told them, you know, um, that the food wasn't good. That's all he got from that. But everything else was kind of like he could have um, could have just done it with photographs. Didn't have to buy that suit. Didn't have to buy that car. I don't know if the Daily Star expense report is going to come through and it's going to see all these purchases. And then all of a sudden, he didn't get insurance for the car. The car is totaled. the The superintendent's car is totaled. There's still court fees uh, for him going to prison. I mean, there's a lot he did. To get to where he was going That could have been just as easily done If he just took those photos in the first place Because remember, he's there He gets tortured He he eats some of that crappy food Then he leaves and comes back as Superman It wasn't until he finally came back as Superman That he, you know, was able to um, Get all the clues he needed, all the evidence Then he broke into the governor's mansion Don't forget that I mean, that's another felony Um He's done didn't he do this again? Was that the mayor or the or the governor where he broke down the steel door at the original time? I think I think that might have been the mayor, but I don't remember. Um, this time the governor doesn't have a steel door and just broke in, stole the guy while he was sleeping, had kept his hand over his fist, and um, I don't know, was really forceful with the guy, and then he was like, Okay, you have everything you need, rips the door off the sweat lodge or the sweat the sweat box, and it's like so long, and leaves. Um And I guess everything's fine with Clark and his co-workers. Like, they're okay now with him exposing his source um, because it was for the greater good. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I say they're okay with him. Um, The the editor seems to be okay with him. But as we know, Lois just thinks the worst about this guy. And for good reason, let's be honest. Uh, Clark is a weasel. He's a, he's kind of a, he's a puddle of a man. He, he doesn't, like, exude, like, the, the farm boy, you know, Pa Kent uh, morals that we see. He, he not only, like, okay, you can be timid, you can be uh, awkward, you can be clumsy, but he is downright cowardly, okay? Yes, in, in the, the Superman, the movie, Clark pretended to faint, uh, and, you know, luckily the guy must have missed Even though he caught the bullet But, you know, like in this version Clark would have just run away And left Lois in the in the alley um, So it'll be interesting to watch over the years Him evolve into the, um, the moral, uh, you know The moral kind of um, The moral stature that we know Clark Kent has That'll be interesting to see in the future But I think that's it I think we did it. I think we nailed it. So I want to thank everybody who's been following me on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Reaction Comics. I really appreciate it. And, of course, you can follow me specifically on Twitter at Geek Mentality. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash Reaction Comics. And, look, I'm having a blast doing this. This is some of the most fun I've had podcasting because, you know, it's like... It's, there's very little planning. I read the comic book, then I got it the first time, then I go through it again, and it is a blast. Plus, it's just helping me kind of learn the history of Superman straight from the source. Uh, I love it, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, Uh, and until next week, remember, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. i not experts. expert.